Hey everyone, welcome to Unstoppable. My name is Ralph Graves Jr. and my passion is seeing you experience life transformation. Every week on this show, I will bring you inspirational stories of some of the most unstoppable people on the planet. I can't wait to share these stories with you and I hope that you'll share them with your friends. If you're looking to join the Unstoppable community and receive weekly lessons challenging you to live your best life, why don't you join me at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Okay, let's dive in. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Unstoppable podcast again. I'm going to tell you why I said again in a minute, but my name is Ralph Graves. I am the um, I'm CEO of the Gulfstream Way. I have a book called Unstoppable. I'm your host here. Um, and I'm saying again, because I have a very special guest, Vicki Bradley. Vicki, um, take yourself off mute because you're going to want to hear this. Hi, Vicki. First of all, hello. How are you? Hi, Ralph. Excited to be here and thanks for having me. I'm so glad you're here, Vicki. So, Vicki, I was here an hour ago because I was so excited that I <laughs> thought we were supposed to show up. So I did a whole 15 minutes without you. And oh, I just no. let <laughs> that's fine. I, I made it work. I talked about three principles on how to stay motivated, I guess. I don't know. But I want to let all of those who were tuned in, it was not Vicky's issue, it was mine. I got here too early, but we are here now. And Vicki, I'm so glad to meet you. Oh, it's great to meet you too. And, and so funny you said <laughs> Thank that. Thank you for I, being here. I really oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Here. I really appreciate you being here. For people who don't know, um, Vicki, and um, she is the CEO. She's the founder and president of Synergistic Leadership Group and founder and CEO of Will Empowered. We're going to talk about that for a little bit. As a certified professional coach, energy leadership index assessment master practitioner. I need to know what that is uh, <laughs> because it sounds interesting. I want you to, to, to check my energy level. And certified and conversational intelligence. That's what I'm talking about. You got to have some, I, you know, that's, I, I kind of want to talk about that a little bit too, because now people just conversate with their thumbs, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, but thank you for your patience with me. Thank you for being on the show. I'm excited to have you here. So tell the audience a little bit about yourself, Vicki. Well, first I of said. all, yes, I'm, I'm happy to share. And, and Ralph, thank you for having me. Love your energy. You got great energy. I can already tell you that. <laughs> so you. we can certainly dive into that. But yeah, happy to give some background. So um, I am originally a native from Tennessee and about 25 years ago was transplanted to Toronto, Canada. So I'm talking to you live from actually just outside of Toronto. I'm sitting on a beautiful lake right now. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very lucky. It's, it's a crisp day, but it's beautiful. But uh, I spent about 30 years as an executive in the retail industry across North America, a little bit in uh, Europe. And um, about 15 years ago, I got very sick and I had to leave that world. And so when I left that world, it was that big determining factor of what do you do? Right. Um, and so that's why I loved your show. And, and when, you know, you're unstoppable, it's like, yes, that's how I feel. Um, because my doctor was like, you're not going to be able to work again. And I'm like, yes, I will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
It's happening. And so I went back to school and I became certified as a coach. And, and the reason I did that, Ralph, is, is like yourself. I'm very passionate about helping others. Um, but I really looked at my career and, and asked myself, what did I love about what I always had been doing? And it always came back to people and how to help people recognize the the value and the potential they have within themselves um, because most of the time we don't recognize it in ourselves and so right. I had always been a, a great leader as an executive because I was able to help people really see that and so that's that's part of why I decided to become a coach um, but the other part of that was also the inner work that I needed to do um, you know just to really be fully myself and uh, it's been a 15-year journey uh, of, you know, rehabilitating and getting well. And these last three years as, you know, setting up Women in Leadership Empowered, which is Will Empowered, uh, and my private coaching practice has just been probably one of the most rewarding things that I've, I've done in my lifetime. So That's I'm honored awesome. to be here. <laughs> That's awesome. So we have a native Tennessean. Yes. <laughs> transplanted to the... What do you call it? The Great North Canada. The Great got North, absolutely. Got, got, a, got a negative doctor report, but said to herself, there's another report. You know, that's what, you know, Doc, I know you have your report, but there's another report. And yes. I'm going to listen to this other report that says that no matter what you say, this thing was put into my life not to destroy me, but to cause me to have greater impact. And I don't even know what it is, but I could tell that you worked right through it. And you're to continue to work through it. And you have amazing energy. You have, uh, you know, you're still, I can still hear it in your voice. You're still full of joy. And so you start something called Women in Leadership. And I, I need to ask why, um, why, why just focus on women? There are guys like me who need it. <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> I'm just asking, you know, I, I might need it. I, I need it too now. No, it's a great question. And I do work with men. I work with men more in my private practice, but okay. working with men from a from the respective men who are allies for women. Um, and, and the reason I became uh, very focused on supporting women was really my own journey and career uh, as an executive, because most times I was the only female in the room. And I understand. Yeah. And I, I sat on boards and, uh, you know, the companies that I ran a lot of times, you know, a lot of my team would be female, but I always found women were so hesitant to use their voice or to speak up and they had great things to say. But, you know, we're taught as young women you know, don't, you know, don't speak up, uh, be a young lady, don't fight for what you want, don't make waves, all these things. And I really saw that in my career uh, in the, you know, in the uh, executive world. And so my passion was how do I help other women overcome that, how to help them navigate it and just really be authentically who they are. And so, yeah. so I do work with men. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I do. I just, this one was a, like a deep passion for me. And so that's why. Now, is, is it different? And, and I'm asking, I'm, I'm, I'm asking, I'm asking for a friend, but I'm asking <laughs> uh, in what ways, uh, and, and this is what I'm asking, is, is it different in like, and uh, in, in how you train men or how you instruct men versus or some of the principles that you teach women? Are they really that different? 
No, they're not. And and the, okay. a lot of the same uh, confidence issues come up with both, to be quite okay. honest. And yeah. so the difference is, is men are taught to be strong, to be independent, to be uh, the providers and, and where women are taught to be the nurturers. And, and, and that is who we are. But what I've learned and what I do a lot in my coaching practice is help people understand feminine and masculine energy. Okay. And that's different from being male and female, but it's yes. really, it's looking at those, those aspects of how you harmonize both, because when you can harmonize both, you bring the best of both as your full person. So, you know, I'll give you an example for myself, my 30 years as an executive, I spent most of that energy as in my masculine energy. Cause I don't know if people know this, but we're all made up of half, half, feminine, half male or masculine. And so I spent a lot of my career being in that masculine energy because that's what helped me navigate those corporate worlds. That's what helped me, you know, really excel and do well because I didn't take no for an answer. I had no problems using my voice, (laughs) exerting my, you know, my authority or my, um, uh, uh, dominance, so to speak. And that's, and that's masculine energy. That's very masculine, where the feminine is very much more about the nurturing, it's grace, it's seeing things, uh, you know, more holistically and seeing things like what is that ripple effect when we make certain decisions? Women are, are really good at being able to do that, but they shy away from sharing that because they don't want to necessarily take away from the male counterpart. So, so there's a dance that goes on often. And so even for myself, taking this, this journey of coaching, I've really been working on harmonizing my feminine energy. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm understanding. I'm getting okay, it. Okay, good. It. I'm getting it because <laughs> as you're talking, I'm thinking about myself. Yeah. Of course, I have this wonderful masculine energy. Lately, as I'm uh, I'm 53 now, you know, I coached football, did the whole thing. I raised family, you know, how I raised them. And, and, and I'm a retired police officer. So I spent a lot of time in one masculine energy. Of course. It's now as a grandparent, I am kinder and gentler. Yeah. Granddad is understanding. Papa. Let me talk to <laughs> Papa. You know, more a little more, you know, it's it's I tease my kids. I was like, listen, I I I actually like my grandkids. I love all of you, but I actually like them. You know, um, so it's <laughs> it's a little bit different. But I, I see now, is it and, and I'm thinking about women t- in today's culture and all the breakthroughs and all the places and spaces that women are now now um, emerging. We see them at referees at basketball games, NBA level. We're watching them as, as American football coaches. How does she navigate that and still remain feminine. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I love, my wife is, is, is feminine. I think a woman should be, I mean, it's just me. And I don't, I don't offend anybody, but how does a woman do that and still remain all woman at the same time? And still very, still very leadership. It's all very authoritative. What she does. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question, Ralph. Part yeah. of that is, is uh, what I use in my practice called conscious leadership. 
And so okay. it's creating the awareness around it, right? Okay. So okay. when we're aware, and so when you when you were giving my bio there, I do the energy energy leadership master practitioner. And so part of that is helping individuals become much more conscious of, you know, are they reacting or are they responding in life? Right. Mm-hmm. And and so there's two types of energy that we look at. One is anabolic and one is catabolic. Anabolic is about life enhancing, right? So you can be that referee and then harmonize also with if somebody gets hurt, let's say, right? That okay. nurturing party is going to come out, but you got to be, you got to be tough. So it's, you're, you're balancing that constant masculine and feminine, but the, it starts with being conscious of it, knowing how you're showing up in the world. That catabolic energy is what's life consuming and catabolic is what creates all that stress in us. Okay. And so that's what, what I work with clients on is helping them learn that they have a choice, a choice in how they show up in the world. And there's actually seven different energy choices that you can show up from, which the first two are more of the catabolic which are where you, we were reside in stress. So it's victim energy or it's, it's anger. So you're that fighter, right? Okay. Okay. Um, when we move into that anabolic, that's life enhancing. And that's where we start taking responsibility or we show up as that yeah. supporter yes. Yes. Uh, or where we see opportunities being a visionary. So, and, and level seven is that of the creator where things become, it's more of an illusion, right? It's not, there's no good or bad or right or wrong. It's, it's, it is what it is. Um, so this conscious leadership really does help individuals um, learn how to be more responsive versus mm-hmm. reactive. And therefore, when you're responsive, you reduce stress in your life. Okay. I mean, you you said a mouthful. I mean, you have me uh, this. We could talk a long time um, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm looking at a lot of things that we just don't understand as far as moving between the two and uh, moving between the, the seven. You said there's seven ways you, you can you can show up and, you know, how do we spend time? And I, I want to go on to, you know, can we determine how much amount of time we spend there? You know, you know what is, is really what ringing out to me right now? Single mom. Raising sons, absentee father. Yes. She spends a lot of time with feminine energy, whatever the case may be, knowing that, yes, you can love your son, you can whatnot, but he may not be able to connect with him if she doesn't move over to, maybe she doesn't even know how to move over to that other side and connect with that masculine energy that now he's 13, 14, 15. And what we say in our world is he's smelling himself and mom doesn't know how to handle that. Yes, very true. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> you know, so is this something that can be that can be coached or that we can help mothers realize? Well, absolutely. I mean, it starts with the awareness, right? Like, because mm-hmm. if when you become aware that you're, let's say, coddling or you're too much, you're overprotective and all those things, you're not you're not including that masculine energy, which is a little bit of the tough love. Right. Right. And and whether it's boys or girls, quite frankly, it It could go the other way. Yes. Yes. Exactly. It's got to be a good balance so that that individual learns for themselves even how to harmonize. They got to be able to see both sides. Right. 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 Yeah. And so mom's got to be highly aware of where she is and how she's showing up 
in different situations. There's, there's not a right or wrong, but you're helping that individual become more balanced when you can, when you can do that. And it's crazy because we'll, we never talk about this. We don't, we just, if it's a single parent, whether it's a single dad, his baby girl might need nurturing, but dad does, that's not what he does. He's just dad sometimes, you know, he's just constant. And so I think this is, I I want all of my listeners, um, before we get off the, before we closed, I definitely going to got to get your information. I want them to contact you and help me in any sort of way that, that you can, because I think what you just said, you just really hit the nail on the head. We have to be aware on how we're showing up. We have to read this. We have to read, say, read the room. You have to read what the person we're influencing or the company we're leading. I pastor a church or the church that I'm leading. What is it that they need? What energy do they need in that moment, in that situation, in that season? Yeah, Am I right absolutely. in saying that? Yeah. <laughs> I, no, absolutely. And yeah. and a lot of times, Ralph, I'll be honest, like when people do, so I do an energy leadership assessment. And yeah. when they go through the assessment and they see their results, they're like, oh my gosh, how do you know that about me? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because it brings up a lot of things that are unconscious. And when it's not conscious in us, sometimes it's hard to know that you're even doing it. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so I'll give you a great example, even for myself. And this is a, a simple example, but like in Toronto, our traffic here is crazy, right? We've okay. got, you know, millions of people in a small geographical area. And so I would drive, I had an hour and a half commute to work every morning and okay. I didn't even realize I was doing this, but I would get so mad <laughs> because people would cut me <laughs> off and, yeah, you know, yeah. they're speeding around you. And so what would happen, my initial reaction would be like, oh, I don't have time for this this morning. Right. And so if you look at that from an energetic standpoint, that comes out as a victim because I, I felt powerless. I felt like somebody was doing that to me. Right. And so when I share this with clients, they're like, Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize. And then, then maybe I get mad. Right. And then I say, you know what, you're not going to get away with that. And so that fighter energy comes out, which is actually not a bad thing because it moves you out of victim. Right. Yeah. And so you can move through each of those levels and get yourself into a space of how would you rather show up? And so for me, how I would rather show up is more as an opportunist, because I'd look at it and say, this is level five. And so instead of being angry, I would say, wow, you know what? I have my head buried in that podcast. Maybe I need to uh, carve out time during the week to be able to do that so I can just be in the present moment and really paying attention to what's happening on the road. So I'm, I'm seeing it as an opportunity for me to learn. And I will tell you for me personally, like I not only administer this, but I practice this daily. And right. so it's really reduces the amount of stress we have in our lives because I know I have choices. I don't have yeah. to, I don't have to just accept something as, you know, how my old mind might've thought about it. So it's a mindset yeah. shift. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to say this. Don't beat yourself up for getting wrapped up in the unstoppable <laughs> podcast. It does that to people while they're driving. But what I'm trying but and so that led that I want to say that before I say this. So how do we train ourselves? Like I don't even know what those five levels are. I, I just know I know that okay, hey, I have to center myself. Hey, hey, Ralph, get yourself together. I never called it the victim mindset. I'll, I'll just said, hey, you know better than responding like that. You know, so I have, how do, how do we, because this has to be intentional. This is just not something that's just going to happen. 
It, it, it does take, it's like building muscles. You know how you go to the gym, you're lifting those barbells, you're building those muscles. It's the right. same thing. It's discipline. And it's, it's creating awareness around how does it impact you yeah. when you react? So okay. if you get upset, what is the impact there? What does it do to you emotionally, physically, mentally? It can start your day off the wrong way, right? Right. Or you sit back and you go, I don't want to react. I want to be responsive to this. Did I get okay. hurt? No. Did it, you know, uh, what can I learn from this situation? Like it's, sure. it's really asking yourself those questions so that you, re- you move from a reaction to a responsive Except, mechanism. Right. Except yeah. the responsibility. Now that's exactly. good. In the, it's a good in the car by myself. That's great. By myself, me and my beautiful wife of 30 years. You know, in the nice. in the midst in the midst of a um, a elevated I'm not going to say argument, but an elevated, intelligent, mature discussion. I may not <laughs> think that. I mean, <laughs> true. <laughs> you know, I ha- so is that something we could train ourselves to? Like in that instant, wait a minute. While I'm processing what she's saying, let me no longer process it like I'm the victim here. Let me process it a different way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as you practice each of these different ways of responding, what you're doing, Ralph, is you're teaching, you're you're teaching or you're learning how you have choices of showing up. So you could, um, let's say for an example, in that situation, maybe it is a heated conversation and you want to be right. (laughs) And I always say that. I say, listen, and I warn people, I say, stop wanting to be right. Be relational. I don't want to be, but go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, but but that's, but yes, that's basically it. So instead of being right, it's like, okay, how am I reacting to this? Am I getting defensive? Am I, am I hearing what's being said? How can I put myself in her shoes? Right. And, and this, Matt, this is the same, whether you're in a boardroom, whether you're having a conversation with your manager, your wife, it, it doesn't sure. matter. It's being able to calm yourself, take that little pause where you can step back and actually ask yourself those questions. And sure. what is the way you'd rather show up? Would you rather show up as supportive? You want to hear that person's perspective on things, yeah. you know, and, and when you're able to do that, a lot of times the other person can hear you better because yeah. you've been able to acknowledge and validate what they're sharing with you. So there's there's a lot to it with the energy leadership. <laughs> this is amazing stuff. This is amazing stuff. I'm 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 loving it. I got some more questions I got to ask you, but I I don't know if you can tell. I've been pacing around the office because you got my energy <laughs> up. I've been, I've been pacing you around while I'm talking to you. You know, so <laughs> you know. Um, let's look at the big picture of leadership. Let's talk about the big picture of leadership. What do you think are the most helpful skills that people need to develop to be better leaders? If we're looking at the big picture of leadership, what are some of the skills? What are the top skills, the most helpful skills that people need to develop to be better leaders? So the top two in my mind is one is communication. Mm -hmm. So that conversational intelligence, like that's really important because how we, it's not what we say, it's how we make people feel. Right. And, and I know you've heard that quote before, but that is so, so true. And how we say things has an everlasting impact on others. It's also has an impact with how they respond to you. Right. Okay. And okay. so as leaders, we've got to be great communicators when we're okay. not people close their ears. Right. Yeah. Um, I think the other one is empathy. 
right? You, you've got to be able to stand in somebody else's shoes and see what's happening. Um, being an emotionally intelligent leader can serve you long term. So yeah. when I was when we were talking about the energy a few minutes ago, leaders who who lead from an anabolic energy have long successful mm-hmm. careers. Okay. Those who come in with a catabolic energy, they will get result results short term, but that energy is not sustainable because it's negative, it's controlling, it's dominating, it makes people feel less than what they're capable of. And wow. so it's those leaders who are able to inspire and influence and really create a vision that people want to follow. That's that's your great leaders. So yeah. communication is key to that. You got to be able to articulate that plan that story and create the why behind it so that people want to be part of it. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, you, you spoke volumes and it just serves as a reminder to me as well. Do you think everyone's a leader? Um, I think we all can lead in different parts of life. And I think it, you have to define what leadership means to you. Right. And there are leaders. I mean, you're a pastor, right? That's a leader. You're, you're in the community. You have your, you know, deacons in the church that they're, they're leaders in the community. Um, Parents are leaders that, I mean, so there's all different types of leadership. And so I think you have to define what leadership means to you, but at the essence, again, I think it comes down to, are you able to inspire others for greatness? Can they bring greatness out of themselves. Yeah. That's what great yeah. leaders do. Yeah. Let me ask you this last question before we go. Where do you see women in leadership empowered going over the next few years? Where do you see that headed? Well, we are a virtual community. Okay. So we definitely can, you know, impact women globally. Um, and we designed it that way very intentionally because we want to be able to, you know, it doesn't matter where you reside, you can access us. Um, I see us being really pivotal in helping uh, accelerate women's careers. And, you know, part of how we do that is because we use four components of development, which is uh, the networking, coaching, peer-to-peer mentoring, and soft skills development. Because soft skills is, that's not what we teach in school. We teach, you know, we have a curriculum. It's very academic. We're not teaching people how to integrate into life um, and and life skills, right? Like I listened to one of your podcasts with Eileen and, okay. you know, talking about how, you know, schools aren't teaching our kids financial acumen and parents, it's our responsibility. It's the same kind of thing with women in leadership empowered. We're actually teaching things that you're not taught in school and you develop those things like years and years and years on the job. Hopefully if you have some good leaders, some good bosses that mentor you, but that's really what our purpose and goal is, is to help, help individuals be fully at their, that their capability or their potential. I love it. Ladies, if you're listening, and I know I have a large female audience, I have two daughters that I'm going to send your way. They're adult women are doing fantastic things. The website is Will Empowered. That's with one L, W-I-L Empowered, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-E-D dot com. Did I do that right? 
Thank you, you did beautiful. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and, and listen, I want you to come back. I, I know we're, I'm about to open it up. I'm going to have Seth come on up on stage. And uh, Seth, if you will, you can step on up. Um, and he may have a question or two for you. And I do want to open up the floor for anyone who has a question for, for Vicky right now. But will you come back again? Will you do me that favor of coming back again? Oh, I'd be honored. And then we can talk about conversational intelligence. <laughs> yes, we That'd must. We must. We, we have to talk about that. So I want you to come back and do that. Seth, are you on board? How you doing, man? Yes, I am here. Vicky, wonderful hearing hearing from you and hearing more about what you do. Thanks for joining us. My question um, is really focused on kind of the masculine and the feminine aspect of leadership. I'm curious to, you know, do you think that and I know this is like stereotyping. So the, these are sweeping generalizations. Do you think that men need to, I guess, be better at leading in the feminine and do women maybe need to be better at leading in the masculine? Like help us understand kind of how those two roles play in leadership and, or for me as a man, should I just try and lead as masculine as I can and, and like help me navigate that? Cause that's a confusing area for me. Okay. Great question, Seth. So I, well, I'm going to answer that. It might be a little bit long-winded, but I think what has happened in years past when women have entered into that corporate environment as leaders, they have tried to become one of the boys. And so meaning what I mean by that is you've got that heavy masculine energy. When we can harmonize it and have a bit of both, that's when we really excel. So as a male leader, it's understanding what those feminine energy attributes are. So the graciousness, the empathy, um, really seeing things more from a, how do we nurture this? What's the ripple effect as we make decisions? But it's also surrounding themselves with a team, could be male or female, that is better balanced with the feminine and the masculine energy. So part of it, it goes back to the, the awareness of it, Seth. Um, we all have to show up authentically how we are. That's super important. But it's making sure that, you know, you're able to impact all the different people that you're leading because you don't have just one style of employee, right? You've got a variety of people that you're, you're in charge of. And so your role as a leader is how do I bring the best out of all of them? And, and, you know, and how do I do the best for our shareholders? And so we have a responsibility to try and balance that feminine and masculine energy so that we can inspire more people. Can I, can I ask you this, Vicki? Thank you for that sure. answer. And, and let me, let me get, let me take it a little bit deeper. We live in a culture today and society where that masculine energy is now called toxic. Like, and I know it can be, but so far, I mean, you know, if, if it's, it's called tox, toxic, if I'm too much of a man yeah, in leading. Yes. And women are classified as too aggressive. Egg, exactly. <laughs> so where, where is that common ground? And I see, and I, and I know some phenomenal women who are leaders and they get these tags like, oh, she's, you know, they call her all kinds of names and she's not, she's just yeah. a. A, a great leader, but so so where, what kind of coaching or, or what has to happen in culture to where people can just be, can lead at their strength, and and if a guy is not as 
there are moments where it's calls for each one. If a guy's not as, or if a guy is too nurturing, they got other names for him. Yes, exactly. So, so some of that is coaching, Ralph. Some of that yeah. is, you know, as a company investing in those people because you know yeah. they've got great strength, right. and so it's helping them learn how learn how to navigate that better. And as I said a few minutes ago, it's also surrounding yourself with people who are opposite to you, right? Okay. So that you get that, you start getting that harmony because we also learn from each other, right? Yes. Yes. And so it's, it's making sure like, I'll give you an example. One role that I had, there were 12 executives and the CEO, there were 12 of us, 10, he hired himself. Two of us were more on the people side, right? And so when you would try to have conversations with him to say, you know, hey, we got to look at, you know, if we make, if we implement this, here's what's going to happen. He didn't want to hear that, right? Because he was so focused on it had to be his way. But we kept working with him on, okay, if you do this, it's understanding what is the impact it's going to have on our organization. So it was good that he had at least two of us that came from a different lens so that we could keep being, now we were labeled because <laughs> we were labeled too much for the people. And sure. so it, it's getting that balance though, right? And and so yeah. it's so important as a leader in an organization, doesn't matter what level you are, if you're leading people and you're in charge of people, it's really making sure you understand how to balance both. And so that training, that soft skills training we were talking about, that investment in your people in the long run, it pays off in spades because they will attract more people. They will keep more people and they keep people engaged. Sure. Sure. Yeah. It's, this is amazing stuff. I mean, we could talk forever. I, I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm loving it. And the bottom line is people, if you're leading leadership is work. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's work. It's work on yourself. It's building teams. It's, it's bringing out the best in people. And sometimes you, you have to build a, a team to do it. Seth, you have another question? Yeah, I would just say, you know, from a practical standpoint, like how I think you gave great advice of how we can surround ourselves with um, maybe more balanced perspectives on leadership as a leader. Um, What would you be, what would you recommend for somebody that kind of feels like they're in a little bit of a silo? They're surrounded by a bunch of people that talk like them, think like them, lead like them. Um, and they might even feel like that's okay because, you know, it's kind of the, the yes man. And so what would some encouragement from you be for people that are in that position where they're realizing, you know, it might be valuable to diversify the group of people and the leadership styles that are around me. Yeah, that's a, that's actually a really common situation, Seth, and, and a great call out. Um, you know, some of that begins with the practices of how we hire, right? Um, all of us are comfortable with people we're comfortable with, right? That think like us, look like us, sound like us. And that's all great and fine from a harmonious work standpoint. But the problem with that is, is you're not, you're not getting the best out of anybody, really. You need that diversity of thought, diversity of culture um, to really stretch each individual. And it doesn't need to be a fearful thing. And, and so in my experiences, when that happens, usually it's because someone's fearful of, oh my gosh, are they going to be better than me? Or are they going to take my job? And unfortunately, 
you see that happen a lot within organizations. And so it's as it's helping that individual understand their own inner worth and that their role is to help develop more people that that are able to speak up, that are able to contribute in a different way, that that's not a bad thing. That's actually should be encouraged. Um, but that also starts with the hiring practices of a company. They've got to really be looking at, you know, are we diversified? And it's not about saying you have to have X amount of this or X amount of, you know, that um, so many women, it's not about that. It's a, it's also about how we think about things. Uh, and, and that will help to shift that paradigm that's happening of just yes, people. That's sorry, well said. I'm just, I'm just going to add to that too, because I think sometimes, sorry, <laughs> I, I was just in my head, I was thinking a little bit more. So part of that too, is people are fearful of speaking up. And so it's easier for two reasons. It's easier not to become a target. That's one issue. Um, but it's also easier just to go with the flow because then there's no accountability on you. Right. And so when you step out and step up, sometimes that means, you know, you're going to be held accountable to what you're saying. And so companies, regardless of how big or small you are, you've got to make it open enough that people can speak up and bring forth, because you may learn something very valuable about your organization that could be life altering. If you just listen to what your people are saying. Wow. Yeah. I'm telling you, you are on it. Guys, if you're just tuning in, this is the Unstoppable Podcast we have on today, Vicki Bradley. We're talking every we're talking about women in leadership, women empowered, um, and, and women in leadership empowered, but we're also talking all things leadership, all things energy, all things um uh, uh conversational intelligence. And I'm telling you, this podcast here, share it with somebody, pass it along. You're gonna learn a lot. If you wanna talk to Vicki, if you wanna be part of, of what she's doing. Maybe you're a, a woman leadership or you have some daughters or you have some women that you care about. She has um, a website. She has uh, a place specifically for women. It's it's willempowered.com. That's will with one L, W-I-L, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-E-D.com. Send them to Vicki. If you're, a, if you're a, a, a woman in leadership, get over there. And I'm telling you, you're going to grow. She's going to stretch you. And just by this conversation here, I can tell you're going to reap some, you're going to reap some fruit. Vicki, thank you for your time. Well, thank you. I've enjoyed speaking with all of you and and appreciate (laughs) our audience for being here today too, to listen. And Ralph, you're awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. (laughs) Well, thanks. Thanks guys. You've been listening to Unstoppable Podcast. My name is Ralph Graves. Go to my website, ralphgravesjr.com and um, see all things unstoppable over there. But guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll do it again next week. Be sure to go check out Vicki Bradley. Get, Get with her. Let her help you along (laughs) on this life's journey. Thanks again, everybody. And let's be unstoppable together. Bye-bye. Awesome. Thanks, Ralph. Bye. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this unstoppable conversation. I want to make a special invitation to you to join the conversation. Every week, we record these conversations live on Fireside. It's a platform that gives you the opportunity to engage with and ask questions to your favorite podcast live. If you want to join us on Fireside and ask our guests the questions you have about their story, head to firesidechat.com backslash Ralph Graves Jr. and click 
request access. This is your chance to join the interview. Also, guys, I want to invite you to join the Unstoppable community at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Every week, I share challenging lessons and reflection questions so that you can see the transformation in your life that you know is coming. If you can take just 30 minutes of your week to reflect on these questions, I guarantee you'll be on your way to living the unstoppable life you were made for. Join me at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Unstoppable with Ralph Graves Jr.